My name's Cody. Thanks for joining I Just Like the Duck, a Baltimore Orioles podcast. This is season two for I Just Like the Duck. Last year was just really an excuse to listen to myself talk. Hopefully this year we get a little bit more formatted, especially when the season starts. Uh, and we're just going to cover different things each week. Uh, the good, the bad, the ugly, what's going on with Chris Davis, and uh, really a focus on whether or not the Orioles have a snowball's chance in hell of making the playoffs, which in Texas right now is a pretty good chance. Uh, it is currently a balming three degrees in Dallas, Texas. Uh, but enough about me. Let's talk about the podcast. Uh, during spring training, I thought I would just uh, release a pod, you know, every now and then. It's not going to be that uh, regimented, and it's really going to be random topics that I like to talk about. Today's topic is going to be Chris Davis and why. I am an unapologetic Chris Davis super fan. So let's talk a little bit about Chris Davis. Uh, you know, a lot of folks think that, uh, and I have no idea why, a lot of folks think that he might just kind of walk away, that uh, he'll, he'll tuck his tail between his legs and walk away and, and just embarrassed by uh, his poor performance. I don't care who you are. I don't care what you do. If you're being paid $17 million a year, you do not walk away. And there's no reason for him to. Now, when we look back over Chris Davis's career, just his Orioles career. Uh, for those folks that don't know, Chris Davis, first baseman, traded from the Texas Rangers back in 2011. Uh, back then, he was still kind of on his team-controlled deal, making about 400000 a year. Uh, that first year in 2012, uh, he, he batted a, a 270 average with 33 home runs. The next year, the Orioles had him. I'm not sure if that was his first year of arbitration, but he made 3.3 million on a one-year contract, uh, batted 286 with 53 home runs. Um, that was really the peak of his career. I mean, come on, 53 home runs, uh, batting up near 300, absolutely incredible. The next year came back, uh, and again, I'm guessing this was year two of uh, arbitration, but he made $10.34 million. He did have that 25-game suspension. I think it was for Adderall, if I remember correctly, which... You know, that was the big thing, um, you know, uh, several years ago on, you know, what do you do for ADD medication? You know, he claimed that, you know, that's what his doctors prescribed to him. I believe him. I think that that was the case for a lot of guys. He was not the only guy that was suspended for Adderall use. Um, but, you know, that became a banned substance, a performance enhancing drug. Um, a bit crazy when it's prescribed for a doctor um, for ADD, a medical condition, but it is what it is. Um, so yeah, $10.34 million, uh, million dollars for that one year, batted 196, 26 home runs, and you know, with that 25 game suspension, not all that bad. Uh, came back in 2015, signed, you know, for the, his final year of arbitration, one year, $12 million, had another fantastic year, hit 47 home runs, uh, you know, batted 262. So a lot of guys that came back and said, look, he can't play without that Adderall, he proved that in 2015 that he could. So let's get that out of the way right now. That has nothing to do with his performance. Uh, 
Uh, and then in 2016, to the chagrin of a lot of fans, uh, some say, you know, a little bit of uh, ownership uh, involvement there, not so much the general manager, but Chris Davis signed a six-year, $160 million contract. Now, in 2016, he didn't have too bad of a year. He had 38 home runs uh, with a 221 bat batting average. Not too shabby. Now, this is where I think it gets interesting for Chris. In reading some of the different interviews with Chris Davis as he reflects on kind of the um, the, the slide of his performance, you know, what could it be attributed to? And again, everybody has their own opinion. Uh, and, and there's so many out there that, oh, he, he was, you know, refused to change his swing. Uh, he refused to work with um, so-and-so, you know, hitting coaches. And, and again, I think to a large part, the organization was going through a lot of changes itself. I mean, one of the interviews, Chris mentioned about how uh, you know, at the end of the season, and I think it was, uh, two, it was either 2016 or 2017. The organization said, "Hey, look, we're gonna we're gonna work with Chris in the off season. We're gonna get some people out there to to help him change things." And and he talked about how he waited for the phone call. Nobody ever called him. Nobody ever said, "Hey, we're sending this person out or that person out." Uh, and one of the things that he did talk about changing was his body, and and this was a trend that we saw in Major League Baseball. Uh, and really a lot of different uh, professional sports as well, as professional athletes found different ways to train. Uh, this idea of just kind of hitting the gym and bulking up, which Chris had done all his career, changed. And a lot of these performance experts said, no, 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 you don't need muscle mass, you need lean muscle. And so we want to get you on these, uh, you know, these programs that will create this lean body uh, that will allow you to have a longer career. It's better for your ligaments. It's better for your joints. As a professional athlete, these are the things that you want to have to ensure that you maintain that high level of performance. And what we saw in 2018 and, and obviously into 2019 was just a decline. Uh, the power wasn't there. and when, you know, Really, his average did slide a little bit, but a lot of what you saw was he was no longer able to hit the ball out of the park. So the home runs where he was averaging upwards of 40, you know, high 30 home runs in 2018, he only hit 16 with an average of 168. And of course, when you start to see that slide as well, uh, you start to see, you know, guys being pulled from the lineup so they can work on, you know, whatever changes. Maybe it's just mental. Maybe they need some time away. But for one reason or another, he wasn't getting nearly as many at-bats. And when he did have an opportunity, he wasn't hitting it out of the park. Of course, that's also when we saw the streak come into play. Uh, so many games without a hit that actually bled into 2019 as well. But I think that the things, some things started to click with Chris. Uh, look, he, he worked with a lot of these guys. He, he evaluated what his options were. Do I want to change the way that I swing? Do I want to change my stance, my crouch? Well, there's little things that he's willing to change, absolutely but not all these fundamentals because he knows what it was that he was doing when he hit 47 and 53 home runs in a season. So let's, let's talk about kind of what is, what is Chris Davis at his peak? What do we want from a, a perfect Chris Davis? Well, it's somebody that's going to hit uh, a little over 200. Uh, we're not looking for a guy that's hitting 250, 275 necessarily. Hey, if he can hit 225, great. 
But what we really want to see is that power. He's a left-handed hitter. There at Camden Yards, perfect setup for the flag court. We want to see somebody, a Chris Davis, that's hitting 30 to 40 home runs and a batting average of 225. That's really what we're looking for if given the opportunity. That's a completely different discussion. We'll save that for a bit. But one of the things that we saw with the, the crazy 2020 was a spring training all-star in Chris Davis. I mean, he showed up at spring training physically bigger. He had put on 25 pounds working with, I think he mentioned Craig Gentry, uh, one of his friends that worked with him here in Dallas, and just focused on putting on weight so that when he hit the ball, there was no question on whether or not it would, it would sail over that last 5, 10 feet to clear the walls. That's what he focused on. And he came into spring training and just tore it up. Yeah, it's spring training. You're not always facing the best pitchers. But he came in there looking like an absolute beast. Um, Look, home run hitters, especially lately, uh, are oftentimes big guys. I say lately. Think about the Barry Bonds uh, and the Albert Pujols uh, back in the steroid era where these guys were just massively built athletes. Now, that wasn't the case for everybody, right? Alex Rodriguez wasn't a a huge buff guy and and hit plenty of home runs. Uh, Same thing with Ken Griffey Jr. But uh, the Mike Judges of today, uh, I mean, come on, these are huge guys. And and that's Chris Davis's game. That's where he excels. Uh, And so I think that it took him a while, right? When we look back at his stats, we can definitely kind of see where he changed his Uh, physical regiment and where he kind of looked to change his body type. And, you know, look, 2018, 2019 did not work out for him. Um, And I think that when he showed up in 2020, uh, he had a different mindset. It wasn't about the the swing per se and working with different swing coaches, whether or not that was an option or or how much that was offered is debatable. Uh, But it was a matter of just getting bigger and getting more confident. And again, we saw manager Hyde and some other folks talk about how, yeah, uh, we immediately saw results in 2020 in spring training. Some of those balls that Chris hit in 2018, 2019 uh, weren't just long enough, and that wasn't the case early on in 2020. Now, again, Chris Davis was never somebody that was going to hit for average. We know this. Uh, look, you know, he, if we can get a, a 220, uh, you know, even a, a 210 average, fantastic. But in order to do that, Uh, he's got to have some at-bats. And with those at-bats, you're going to see a few balls fly over the fence. So I'm really hoping that uh, this Chris gets an actual opportunity. Because I think, uh, I don't really think that a lot of folks in the Orioles organization still have faith in Chris. I think there's a lot of lip service that goes on. Uh, But I think that, I think that he deserves an opportunity because he's not going to quit. You're going to pay him $17 million, whether or not you, you like it or not. So why not give him a chance, uh, give him, him some at-bats every day, and see what he can do. Look, if he's hitting a ball out of the park once every two, three games, fantastic. Uh, let's have that. Let's see some, get, you know, some, some runs on the board. That's what the Orioles desperately need. Of course, it's all going to come down to what he, does he look like in spring training. And, and quite possibly, I could eat my words if he comes back and uh, has an abysmal spring training, but uh, but I don't think that's going to happen. 
Uh, I think Chris is getting smarter about his body, uh, understands what it takes for him, to, for him personally to succeed. He's a veteran. Uh, he's been playing this game for a long time. I think that he has a real opportunity. I'm an unapologetic Chris Davis super fan. I think that there's some real opportunity. I'm looking forward to if and when there's a televised spring training game to see what he looks like and how he's playing. To be quite honest, I'm really hoping that he's the opening day first baseman. Uh, it, there's so many questions uh, about what the Orioles are going to look like on opening day. Uh, what's Trey Mancini look like? Is everybody in our outfield uh, going to make the trip up north? Are any guys going to get traded uh, before opening day? We'll find out. Uh, lots of questions. I'm excited, but I thought that, you know what, for the next couple weeks for this podcast, I'm going to pick a different topic each week. Uh, or each day, random day, uh, and just kind of give you my opinion, what I think. Um, today, it was all about Chris Davis. Uh, tomorrow, could be about John Means, could be about some of our new signings, could be my thoughts on Mike Elias. I don't think highly of Mike Elias. I know, I am the rare minority, but uh, I, am not a, I am not a huge super fan of Mike Elias. I think what he's doing to baseball is wrong, and we will get all into that. Uh, hey, thanks for joining. Uh, this has been a fun experiment for me. This is year two. My plan is to get a little bit more consistent once the season starts, maybe a uh, once-a-week podcast, try to release it every Wednesday, maybe Thursday. I've been working around with some segment ideas. But uh, hey, drop me a line. I'm also on Twitter. I just like the duck or at Orioles Podcast. You can find me there. Uh, and everybody stay safe.